Welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast presented by the Performance Locker in Alpena, Michigan. I'm your host and owner of the Performance Locker, Casey Stutzman, and today... Today's technically kind of our second episode, but it's really kind of our first episode. So like the first episode, I just did like a little intro and told people a little bit about who we are and what we do and things like that. So I'm going to call this like legitimate episode number one. And joining me today for legitimate episode number one is Sam Sampson Miller, who I first met as Sam Sampson. Yes. And (laughs) has been with us for three years now, two, three and a half years. Hold on. Four and a half years. So you've been with us... Cool. So October 2014 was when I officially yeah. had my first class on the schedule. Okay. But I, um, if you remember, I kind of went through yes. a you know, process of getting hired and stuff. So I was around like the whole month or you know, maybe True. four to six weeks before that. Um, but my first class on the schedule, yes, October 2014. So it yeah, four years. And you were month. the first person to go through like our quote-unquote hiring process. Yes, I was. So <laughs> that was... Because... <clears throat> we we opened June of 2014, yes. and so everybody prior to that, like we needed people to actually open. <laughs> so even though everybody went through some sort of vetting, it was not necessarily like a formalized system put in place. <laughs> and then we realized like, well, we need a good like hiring system moving forward. So you got to be the person to like test that out, which was super cool because you did a very good job with it. Obviously, you're still here. Well, so. Well, thank you. Um, how about the the broad strokes of who you are and what you do here? Um, so what I do here is, oh my, I do a lot here. It's, um, but it's all my favorites. So I came on as a yoga instructor and just started teaching and one still class a week. Teaching yoga, still so teaching yoga instructor. Yoga, and then I started offering private Reiki sessions, mm-hmm. which is energy work, um, which you can do hands on or ha- hands off. Um, and then March of the following year, you um, approached me about my role expanding here, which was really exciting for me because I really wanted that to happen. Um, but we were such a baby business, so I was just trying to be patient True. and kind of see when that opportunity arose, and luckily it did. Um, so I started taking on small things at first, just like helping with the Facebook page and Instagram. Um, and then shortly after that, I started helping with the monthly newsletter. Um, and just slowly and surely, my role continued to grow here and just having more responsibility um, around and helping to manage the studio. Um, and then by that November, um, I was able to actually become you know, the manager of the studio, which was really exciting. And I just get to know our members a lot more, I help them navigate. So anybody coming into the studio, you know, I can help them find the membership that works for them, the classes that work for them. Um, and then I continue to support them throughout their journey here with us as well. So if they have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, I'm just an email, a phone call, a text away. You can see me in the office um, frequently as well. And I, I love that part of my job. I get to send um, congratulations cards and thank yous and little things like that. Um, keep track of our reports and all that kind of more logistic things as well. Um, but my favorite part is just, you know, getting to help others, really. So I've always actually had a really difficult time with, like, your, your quote-unquote job title. <laughs> I know, because. Right? <laughs> Like what you just said is very true. Like all these different hats in these different areas. And if like there's certain things that I look at is like your primary responsibilities and like we would, you know, make a title based on that. But on the same token, like there's always more aspects to it. So 
And I'll tell you, and I've shared this with you, you don't truly appreciate how much someone does until they're not there. And I'd like to like pride myself on the fact that I don't think I've ever underappreciated you. I don't I hope you've never felt that way. No. But I also didn't fully appreciate until you went on maternity leave. <laughs> so Sam and her husband Aaron um, welcomed their beautiful baby boy um, four months ago. Four and a half. Four and a half five. months ago. Yeah. Into into the world. His name is Marshall. But they call him Marshmallow. Yes. Which is adorable. <laughs> Our sweet little Marshmallow. On he lives so up to his levels. name, too. <laughs> so all summer, Sam was on maternity leave, um, and we missed her greatly. And I know the members missed her greatly. And, but anyway, if I were to, like, if you had a gun to my head and said, you need to create a job title for Sam, I would just call her the glue. <laughs> because honestly, like, the roles that you serve are... They're very membership focused, but you also like staff communications, logistics, yeah, making sure the systems, <laughs> the back ends work, all these different things. So, you know, the out, I guess the outward focusing point of what you do is very member focused and all the members know you and have great relationships with you because you're always there for them and you're reaching out and you're the one sending the cards and you're the one helping with billing issues and I can't get into a class and my app's not working and all these things um, and even too like you said with new members that are looking for like okay what's the best way to dive in or I'm at this point in my journey where should I start to look at like very involved in all those aspects, but then all the staff communication and all that. So uh, Sam very much holds the place together and is so involved in the data. So I, I, uh, I guess like an operations manager would make sense, but that I also feel like that, that doesn't fit you. So anyway, <laughs> Sam is a, you don't always need to have a great title to be an awesome leader and to be an awesome person. And I think Sam is a great example of that. And one day I'm gonna come up with a really perfect title but the other hard part is like when you have a quote unquote real job in an actual business, people want real titles like CEO and CFO and <laughs> we, we kind of suck at that here. Um, point in case. So one thing that I wanted to talk about today and kind of bring up a little bit and uh, Sam has a wonderful and unique and interesting story. This is weird because I'm, I'm, we're half talking to the audience, we're half talking to each other, but it, 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 it's, it's a collaboration. Um, this is not going to be by far the last time that Sam or any of the other members of the JLP, which we'll explain in a second, will be on the podcast. So we'll get to hear much more about stories and deep dive in, and we don't have to do the Sam biography as it sits right now. But um, I think through conversation and through some other things, we'll get some unique insights to people's abilities, capabilities, thoughts, feelings, and on different things and where they came from and backgrounds. And um, But one thing I wanted to kind of explain and describe, and this was a big thing for us when we when we set in motion to to make all this happen is well I'll let's I'll, let's do this <laughs> i'm gonna let sam talk about it and then i'll critique oh boy yeah <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. very under the bus <laughs> so we have this thing called the jlp and sam is going to tell you what that is so the jlp stands for the justice league of performance and to me, it is a amazing group of people who truly spend time mastering their craft, whether that may be yoga, personal training, Pilates, boxing, energy work, and their intention is to purely help people, to help people feel better and 
move better and they're here to be cheerleaders and supporters they love and to see you grow and evolve um the jlp it's just it's a fantastic group of humans who are very dedicated and very authentic and i am incredibly grateful to include myself in that group we're happy to have you in it <laughs> so we're, we're gonna we're gonna test your comic book knowledge now <laughs> okay well that won't be long <laughs> so how familiar are you with the justice league i know it exists you know it exists perfect <laughs> do you know any of the people that make up said justice league i tell you what what is the justice league to think, your best I recollection. Just like, is there like Captain America might be involved? That's close. That's the Avengers, okay. which is the, and it, you're fine. <laughs> that is the Marvel version. Okay. So the Marvel has the Avengers. DC Comics has the Justice League. Okay. Both are a group of superheroes. Okay. So your Justice League. <laughs> now, just for, for those listening, like the concept of the JLP, she nailed it. <laughs> so this is just the nerdy side, but I just like, just to give people some context of where this title actually came from. So the Justice League is a group of superheroes. The big three are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And then if you expand the big group, it's The Flash and Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter and Hawkman and Hawkgirl. And it, it's, it's a pretty deep roster, but it, it's a group of superheroes. The thing that I find fascinating about the Justice League is each character, each superhero on the team has a completely unique skill set and oftentimes extremely different from the other members of the team. And this is, you know, for anybody who knows, like, I'm a big Batman fan. And I've always found it fascinating. So if you look at the majority of the members of the Justice League, they're basically gods, right? <laughs> Aquaman and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and Superman. Like, these are not humans. These are, these are gods who have power to tumble worlds and everything else. And I've always found it fascinating that Batman is one of the, like, key members of this group, and he's just a dude. He's right. just a guy. And it would be so easy for people with Wonder Woman's powers and Superman's powers to look at someone like Batman and say, you don't belong here. Like, you can't lift a building. You can't run as fast as a train. Like, what can you, who are you compared to us? But instead, they celebrate his, his skills. They celebrate his powers, which are detection and logical thinking. And, like, there's so much that he brings to the table in terms of being able to problem solve and, and, and he's always 18 steps ahead of where anybody else could be in a planning, like, I mean, brilliant level intellect. But I guess my point is, is it'd be so easy to look at this group and, and look at what they have in common and cast out the different people or the people that have different skills or different abilities. The reason that the Justice League is so powerful is because they celebrate each other's unique differences in terms of I'm good at this, you're good at this, you're good at this, and together we create something greater than all of ourselves. So the whole idea of the JLP, and stop me if you think I'm incorrect here, I don't think there's any two people on the team or on the staff that I would consider having the same powers. No, not would at all. Would you agree? Not at all. I mean, I even think about like within our yoga instructors, like the extreme diversity between you and Paige and Maureen, the skills you have, the personalities you have, the energy that goes into your class, the types of classes that you're, you're best at teaching. Like it's a completely different experience. It is. And, and because each one of you guys brings something so unique to the table, but on the same token, all those uniquenesses are celebrated. Like you would never, ever, ever tell people not to go to Maureen's class because you wanted more people in your class. No. 
you're going to, and, and furthermore, especially with your role within the members, like you're looking for those people that you think would, would align with her unique skills and attributes and try and get them into the right place. Absolutely. And from a training standpoint, like the way Sharice looks at things versus the way I look at things versus the way Ben looks at things from three very different backgrounds, you know, what we can do is we can not only work with a greater amount of people, but sometimes, you know, having three different points of view on the same problem, if you will, can be very enlightening mm -hmm. and can often lead us to a place that we might not have found otherwise. Mm -hmm. So on that line, you did awesome, by the way. I'm sure you're <laughs> totally on the spot. <laughs> so when it, when it comes to the yoga arts, what is Sam's superpower? Whew. What makes... What do you prioritize within like a Sam experience class? Like how, what is important for you to people to feel and experience? And if they walk out feeling this way or having experienced this thing, you feel successful. I feel like my ultimate goal is usually just help people feel better. So whatever they're coming in with, when they leave my class, I love to know that they are feeling better than they did when they first got there and orchestrating the class like setting the candles and the music and the essential oils and I lay out the mats for everyone and their props and um, it, it all ties into their to having that ultimate experience and I also love bringing up <laughs> topics in class that make people think their perspective to um, really yeah to just really think when they're there too about different things that maybe they when they're so busy, caught up in their everyday life, you're not thinking about all the things you have grateful for. One thing I shared um, last week, and I feel like this is super appropriate, Thanksgiving obviously approaching, right? Every yoga teacher sharing about gratitude out there <laughs> this month. Um, Hashtag yoga teacher gratitude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was uh, shared with me um, this question. So what if uh, tomorrow when you woke up, all you had were the things that you gave thanks for today. Mm. And when I read that question, to be 100% honest with you, right. I would have woke up with nothing if that would have been true for me that day I read it. Like, whoa. Right. right? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, and I know the importance of gratitude. And it really... That yeah, but we all have those days. That, just, that really sunk in for me. So that's just an example of the yeah. things I like to share in class. It's like, oh, maybe of course we know gratitude's important, but having that other perspective, that mm -hmm. other mind shift on it is just like, wow, that, you know, that, that really hit home for me. I really like bringing things like that to the table and sweetness and remind people to be kind and gentle to themselves. So to, to piggyback, and I, if you were to ask me, like what two things or what couple things, like based on kind of what you said, mm -hmm. Like, not only as someone who works with you and as a coworker, but as someone who has attended many, many, many of your classes, like, you are definitely a master of setting of environment. And, and, and both are valuable. Um, so I don't want to make it sound like, you know, one's, but, but like, you do such a good job of like, okay, here is my space to work with. What can I do to create the environment I want within this space? And I truly believe that you could do that anywhere. But there's no stone left unturned. Like you said, like having things set up and having things set up in a certain way and not only where things are accessible, 
but that they're, they're appealing to look at when you walk in the room. And what does that do in terms of creating a welcome environment and making people feel taken care of? Like, it's more than just having the mats look pretty. Like, you do it, I'm assuming, <laughs> because of the feeling people get when they walk in. And I feel like you're so good at realizing all those different areas that you have an opportunity to make impact between the lights and the music you choose and the affirmations you read and the oils and like, knowing that none of these things will ever make up for a crappy class but when added to a really sound class like the experience that you can create by controlling all the things within your environment like i, th I definitely think that you're a master of that i kind of look at you as like um uh oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank what was his name um wait a minute ed harris from the <laughs> truman show okay remember he was the director who was like running truman's world you haven't seen that, have you? Sam is giving me the look right now that she gives often when I make a movie reference and she doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So um, that happens. Like it's okay. It's right. So then we get into a conversation and, and we won't bore you guys with this, but then we explain the movie. And the so if you've seen the Truman Show out there, yeah, Sam is Ed Harris, who's like, you're the director, right? You're running and you're making sure like the lighting's right and all these things are right because, because of the impact and what that helps you to do in terms of reaching those people. And the other thing that you said that I completely agree with is, and this is gonna, we're gonna have a nice little segue here. Get ready for this. <laughs> when I get an opportunity to take your classes, I truly feel like I get an opportunity to check out. And I don't mean that in a like space cadet way. I mean it in a, I, I don't, I get to like leave my baggage at the door. I get to be present in that moment for that time and how rejuvenating that is to not be thinking about doing payroll later or taxes are coming up or <laughs> software changeovers or all these other things that are going on. Like it's okay to be in that space. Mm -hmm. So back to my super awesome segue about taking your class. <laughs> so I had a conversation this morning with a member and I think this is a great way to kind of highlight the whole like let's call it JLP in action, in terms of good, true or false, <laughs> by trait, by experience, yeah, true or false isn't the way to go. Would you agree with this statement? By, by experience, by trade, by expertise, yoga is not my realm. <laughs> no. Thank you, not. and that's okay, like, this is, this is, it took me a long, long, long time. Like I, and Sam knows this, was that person for so many years that was like, I didn't even sweat, so it's not worth it. Like that's, that's a place, and this will make sense, I'm gonna circle back around. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, being exhausted, being sweaty is a very comfortable place to be. You know, just in terms of my personality and my athletic background and things like that, like very hard, very exhausting workouts, like that's a very comfortable zone. The other side of it, not so much. You know, being able to like focus on breathing and slow down and just be there in the moment. Like that, that's a very difficult place to be, a very difficult place to hang out. So, um, you know, fortunately, before Performance Locker opened, uh, you know, through some key people and some influential people, I was able to get to a point where I was understanding the very important benefits of yoga and Pilates and how it connects to training and performance and how all these things support each other. And that's, you know, that, that's the whole concept behind you know, our, the, the staff and the team here is, is that it's not just any one modality, but the combination of the three that really helps us make an impact on people's lives. So I don't know a lot about this stuff. I've learned a lot from you guys, but it's still not my realm and still can be relatively foreign. So anyway, I'm having a conversation this morning and it was uh, Jamie 
who had just taken fire yoga for the first yes. time and really enjoyed it. We started to talk about it. And I was telling her about my fire yoga experiences, which just for the record, it's an awesome class, but it's very difficult for me. Right. And we started talking about why. And so could you take a second and like Cliff Notes 101 version of the doshas? I know, I know, that's a deep (laughs) one. But like, so someone who is like, maybe thinks it's a little bit hocus pocus fooey, like how would you quickly describe it? Okay, Um, so... You're describing it to Vesper, look at it that way. Okay, well, perfect, okay. So (laughs) um, there's three doshas, three types, and everybody has characteristics of all three types of doshas, but you tend to have like a dominant dosha. Like, which would be kind of like your main personality, but of course you can show characteristics of the other Mm -hmm. two. Um, And each one has, yeah, has its own characteristics, but not only just like, it has to do with you as a whole person, like your physical body, how you act, your personality, it encompasses so much more. Um, so this me, is a lot deeper than your just your average Cosmo personality test. Yeah. It's, so this it's is looking at like the, the whole being. And then also um, in Ayurvedic uh, medicine, um, they will treat you actually even based on your dosha. So if you and I <laughs> clearly have different doshas. No. Um, and, <laughs> and if you and I, we both were experiencing a headache and we went to an Ayurvedic doctor. He's going to treat um, us differently. He would treat us differently. Yeah. Based makes on a lot of even sense. though we're coming in with the same ailment we would be treated differently based on our, our, and how, wow, that's just very insightful, right? But anyway, so these three, um, we have Vata, Kapha, uh-huh. and Pitta. Okay. Um, can you give us a quick, super so duper rundown of the like... the quickest way I can explain it, um, Pitta would be like Tigger, right? Like kind of bouncing off the wall, like a lot of energy. Yep, yep. Um, Kapha would be more like Eeyore, right? Um, a little bit slower, just kind of like you guys. Okay. <laughs> a little bit more chill, a little bit there. more laid back. A lot more laid back. And then you have Vata, which be more like Rabbit. And he's a little more kind of uptight, right? Kind of yeah. like sometimes like, uh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So that would probably, that's how I would explain it to Vesper. And that would be the quickest, That's the most infi- insightful explanation I've ever heard. So... Thank you. You're very welcome. That's it. I was, even, I was trying to think, like, can I prompt her to say, like, okay, give me characters. And saying, then, like, you went right like, with it. superheroes. Doesn't matter. Know, no. Like Winnie the Pooh? Everybody knows Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's perfect. So, can you guess which one I am? Absolutely. What? <laughs> You're Tigger. You're Pitta. There we go. Thank you so much. And it's yeah. kind of funny. I actually was at a conference, and I took a, the test thingy, where you, like, you fill out a sheet, and it gives you kind of an example. And I was, like... 80, 85% Pitta, <laughs> and then like 10, 12%, uh, is it Vata? Vata. And then like Kappa was just like this tiny oh, little no. sliver. So I was like, and my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is it should be in relative balance. Like not necessarily like a 33, 33, yeah. 33, I mean, but ideally like. you would want, you know, some more balance in there, but. Uh, and then there's things that you can do to balance your doshas too. Right. So, yeah, so that's what I want to talk about, yeah, actually. So want. now kind of. I told you I was going to circle back around. Okay, Check this so out. I'm connecting these process. dots, right? <laughs> so, why did I have such a hard time in fire yoga? Um, you had such a hard time knowing that you are down at Pitta, right? That's very fiery um, energy. I'm and sorry. Uh, backtrack. So, just for those listening, fire yoga is our, let's call it, warm yoga class. Like, we don't do a full-on hot yoga at the 100 to 110 degrees. 
we're looking at around 85, 90 degrees. It's a little bit more energetic practice. It's in a warmer room. There's humidity there. So it, it's, it, it's a fiery yoga, hence the yeah, name. Yeah, heated so, yoga. Um, go ahead. So with the temperature, and already, right, yoga, if it's, especially if it's a more um, active class, you can already break a sweat in there. So if you're intentionally turning the heat up and then moving in it, and if you're already um, this, like, with this pitta energy, very fiery, um, chances are you probably don't love being super hot. Oh, I hate it. It probably makes you kind of irritable, right? Extremely irritable, like... Like, don't have very many patients. The way that I could, uh, (laughs) the way that I could equate it, and I don't suffer from claustrophobia, but from talking to people who who feel claustrophobic, where they're in a situation and something snaps, and like, I have to not be here right now. It's that feeling. Yeah. Like, just get me out. And then, like, the longer you're in whatever situation or you're overly hot, like, that just continues to... And then no if you're already, to boil over. and then like you even mentioned earlier, like being in that place of like just being and getting out of that like intense workout zone and being a little more slow and intentional can be already kind of uncomfortable for you. Then you turn the heat up. No wonder why those first few experiences right. probably like, like you could acknowledge the benefit of that class, but you as a person personally did not like that wasn't going to be your it next was just favorite tough. class. So would you agree though? Yeah. Like, and again, this, this took me a while to get to like, and this is not you, but like a gentle yoga type practice, like some years ago, like shoot me in the head. Yeah. Like was, I mean, just, oh. <laughs> it was very difficult. And again, you know, background and personality and there's a lot that goes into that. And, you know, finally got to a point where I was able to start to appreciate and just like make a solid effort to really own that space. But like, would you agree that, so let's say I only have one hour a week to do a yoga practice because I'm constantly running on this side, I'm probably, am I better off participating in a lower key, more gentle class than, than doing something that's super energetic and super fiery and warm? Well, if you want to find balance within your doshas, absolutely. I would totally recommend that you would do a gentle class versus a hot, fiery yoga class, especially if you're already participating in like intense athletic workouts otherwise in your life. It's so a to, wonderful, it's like bread to your butter. Right. right? Like, so to look, like, like, if we were looking at kind of like a general case study, if you will. So let's say you got this person... They're a successful executive, go-getter, very high-functioning, very attack-oriented, you know, goal-driven, focus-type person. You know, everything's just done to the, to the tenth level. Does it make sense for that person to have some sort of balance within their life to every workout they do be like at a ten level? Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess. <laughs> I'm asking this poorly, but like... So like some of the things that I feel like I've, I've learned from you guys in terms of trying to like bring into, so like taking lessons from the yoga world and trying to bring it into the training here is that if you have these people that are like, if you have that pitta, that really fiery, really go-getter, really like high energetic person that like that's where they exist, sometimes to bring balance to the system, we want to like shift it down a gear or two. Yeah, absolutely. And so... If, if every workout they do is like a super high intense level 10, that's probably not doing them justice as a whole person. No. Or if that person, and I'm not saying that person shouldn't and couldn't work out hard, because that's absolutely, absolutely yeah. but like, do you think that maybe if that person started to integrate some sort of mind-body practice into their schedule on a regular basis, they might notice a bit more balancing out of, of those levels. Oh, absolutely. And I think at first it would definitely be challenge, right? It would be super uncomfortable right. for them. 
But if you could get through that uncomfortable space, and I don't know if, if like, you know, not all, what is that saying? Like, if you, you know, not all good things come easily kind of thing. Right. Sometimes we have to actually really put in that work and be uncomfortable. Go through that uncomfortable place. Part to get through it. I mean, if you start a running practice, I'm sure at first, right, we all feel terrible. Feel we don't, good. we were like running through cement and it feels right. like, but eventually you hit this breakthrough and you get that runner's high and you're just, you, then you start to crave that kind of kind of practice so right. it's okay to be uncomfortable and I think so often we just search for our comfort zone but we all but then we know also know all that magic happens outside of it right and that's when you get to learn more about ourselves and our interests and what works for us and so absolutely that would bring some wonderful balance to that person's life do you think the opposite would be true as well like let's say you have that person who like just does yoga and pilates and everything's at kind of a very soft gentle level like do you think that putting them in some positions where there's maybe a little bit more energetic type movement is going to help bring some balance to that as well. Exactly. It works both ways. But also still going to be going through some point of discomfort. Absolutely. Because right. I feel like how I would feel. I'd rather be in that more like low key kind mm-hmm. of yoga right. world. I come out here and uh, I definitely feel pushed out of my comfort zone. Um, but I always like leave feeling good though too at the same time um but it's uncomfortable during but i'm proud of like so proud of myself when i get through something which is like so that. funny because it's like literally the exact opposite <laughs> for me to go through like a really high volume hard workout is just kind of like yeah another day at the office but like to go to your class and like give myself an opportunity to almost reset and check out and be in the moment like that's a rewarding experience for me because it's yeah. not something that i would prioritize for myself yeah I have so much easier to be in that comfortable zone of like working hard that that's just, that's, that's not, it's, it's, it's more normal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, to go to the other side of that, there is, I agree with you that I did that, that same feeling of accomplishment, even though I'm doing less, (laughs) not doing less, you know what I mean? But, um, and I think too, and, and, you know, chime in if you agree or disagree, I think it all really speaks to the fact that like in balance, the system just works better. Absolutely. Which I do find slightly ironic that like all of us are really good at what we do because we're a little bit out of balance. Yeah. <laughs> but together we can bring balance to other people because exactly. we can own our shortcomings. And exactly. Yeah, but it is, it's nice. So it was, it was cool when we had that conversation. I was able to kind of, you know, share some of my experiences and like that was, that was a difficult class. And it, it is something that like, it's, it's tough for me because I know that I need to learn how to handle those situations better, like especially with the heat. Um, yeah. When Mary Beth and I were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago, like when we'd get to midday, like <laughs> we, we started to figure out after a couple of days, like I needed to do something to cool myself off and I could like be a human again. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was pretty amazing. It was pretty ridiculous. Like it was, yeah, so it was very fascinating. It is. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you want to add and finish? And keeping in mind, this is not at all the last time that Sam's going to be on here. So, um, I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to come in here and speak. I think um, starting a podcast is a lovely idea or a great way to kind of showcase. I'm excited um, about it. Staff I think it'd be cool. Um, we want to talk to some members, and we want to. Yeah. Um, and you sometimes know, we don't have the time to always like, right. read so much. So we can listen to a podcast when we're in the car. We can listen to a podcast while we're making dinner. It really, right. I don't know, it just makes things a little bit more accessible. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm definitely, I'm excited to do some like Q&A episodes. Yeah. Like put it out there. Like, I'd, I'd love what to. What do you want to know? Yeah, totally. Like, um, 
because I, I know that's something that I think all of us struggle with a little bit, and not just us here, but I mean anybody who's put any amount of time into learning any type of trade or skill is that, and this is going to sound really elitist, and I don't mean it to, um, but you, you tend to sometimes forget like where your mind was at when you first started your journey. Right. You know, so like I, I talk about this with Mary Beth often is like I'll be asking her like marketing questions and she's like, oh, that's really simple, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's simple for you because yeah. you've been doing this for 20 years. So to you, that's like super easy, super basic, like, oh, so two decades ago for me, that's like mind blowing and revolutionary. <laughs> and sometimes like we forget that. And so it's nice to be able to like sometimes come full circle and be like, hey, what are some of those big things that we want to talk about or understand better? So um yeah, if, 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 if there's ever questions uh, that you want us to address or topics on future episodes, you can either email us at info at performancelocker.com or send us a message on our Facebook page. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it's a big topic, it might get a whole episode. If it's uh, a lot of small ones, we might do some Q&A stuff and it might be fun to, to bring in a multitude of people and kind of get some panel discussions going on some things. Uh, we want to talk to some members and hear some of their stories and uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. So, anything else you want to add? Um, come to my classes. <laughs> what, there, what, what, what classes do you teach? Um, so, right now, I'm teaching about four to five classes a week. Um, Mondays and Thursdays at noon, I lead a vinyasa class, which I love, and my playlists are always pretty awesome for those as well. Um, and you have then, Beatles on your playlist from time to time. I dig that. Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. I always have some good throwbacks you on do? there. I like. I want every generation to feel like included. I don't want every yoga class to be like straight Enya. So it's it's nice to <laughs> yeah. it's like oh I know that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want I want people to feel like yeah they have like, like oh that's a new one I've yeah. never heard that. But I dig that. Also, when you hear like a good throwback jam that you just love, it gives you the feels. Totally. Like, that's important to include. Um, so, and then I also teach Monday night, um, 5.30 p.m. fire yoga. And that's a level one. So that's a great one for beginners. So if that fire yoga conversation kind of intrigued you, um, I'd highly recommend coming and signing up early. Because as we move into the winter, um, that class is very popular. Yeah, it was pretty quick. As you can imagine. And then I also um, lead gentle yoga Friday mornings at 10.30. And... Um, uh, Saturdays, uh, Paige and I rotate the 8.30 a.m. gentle yoga class. So, And then I fill in for community yoga here and there yep, yep. as well. And yeah, so come see me, and I would love to take you through a beautiful yoga class. You can find info on uh, schedule and offerings and all that fun stuff on the website, performancelocker.com. And until then, we will talk to you guys next time. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>